the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Everything is at stake. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 27. Abby in Danger. The group of protectors comes into being. Phoebe, Glenda, George, and Jeremy were all shocked by Abby's sudden appearance in their little group, hiding in the shadows from the rest of the party. Clearly, neither Phoebe nor Abby had eaten, and Phoebe was faint with exhaustion. George offered to collect the best of the remaining food, and Jeremy joined him. We'll bring food for everyone. George was standing and staring, but Jeremy motioned him away. In black jeans and a black t-shirt, Abby sat on the grass only a few feet from Phoebe. The glow of the rising full moon was blocked by Dr. Bear's garage. Phoebe wondered how Abby had joined them without being noticed by anyone. Glenda jumped next to Abby and gave her a hug. Oh, I've been so worried about you. I know. I'm sorry. Abby, Scudder and his friend are looking for... I know. I've seen them, but they haven't seen me. A couple of days ago, I hid under the trees by the road near your house. I was hiding too. I saw them. I probably shouldn't even be here, but I can't hide all the time. I hope I don't make a problem for you. Abby was sitting in a position that gave her a view of a slice of the crowd. Her eyes were roving nervously. I don't know what to do. I need a job. A decent, normal job. Things keep getting worse. I don't know how to stop it. I've got an idea. Gilligan gave me a job a couple of days ago. Maybe soon I'll attract enough customers to make a job for you. That's a place I could work. I've just got to stay out of the way for a while. Okay. I'll work on the toy store plan. In the meantime, do you have a place to stay? Yeah. Don't worry about that. They won't find me. I can't hide out forever, though. Thanks, but watch out. I bring trouble wherever I go. As Abby spoke, George and Jeremy returned with trays of food and drinks and spread everything out on the lawn. This crowd is like a swarm of locusts, but we still managed to collect some good stuff. Phoebe continued to look at Abby She was worried. So, we've got a plan then? Okay. Then, let's eat. Phoebe and Abby dug into roast chicken, salad, and slices of penny's bread with apple butter. 
I'm so glad to see the two of you eat. You both look like you're starving. Soon the food was gone, and Phoebe lay back, looking at the moon now rising above the garage and shining on them. George was watching Phoebe and Abby. So, what's the plan? What plan? Uh, Phoebe's plan. A few minutes ago, she said, it's a plan? Oh, you're nosy. George flinched, as if someone had slapped him. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. It's the story of my life. I'm always outside of everything. The plan is no secret. Abby looked at George with sympathy. I want to work in Middletown. I'm kind of an outsider, too. I'll try to help you. I'm always looking. I don't want the job I have, but I'm sure you wouldn't either. Ugh. I'll never set foot in there again. I wish we could do something good. Something that matters. I know what you mean. I think about it all the time, but it's not easy. Suddenly, her eyes focused and her body tensed. She was staring out past the edge of the garage at the crowd still milling around. Actually, I'm getting worried right now. I need to go somewhere. I don't mean to uh, mess up your evening. Come. Abby rose to a crouching position. Glenda rose to her feet. We'll go to my house. Tiny is over by the pool with Geraldine. We'll get you out of here, and then I'll come back for her. The whole group rose and walked around the corner of the garage and along the edge of Dr. Bear's driveway. Then they headed down the lawn in the shadow of the side of the house. The full moon overhead illuminated the scene. Suddenly, the man in the baseball cap lurched in front of Abby and peered into her face. I thought it was you. Where have you been? I don't have to talk to you. Uh, I hooked you up with that deal. Uh, and this is the thanks I get. Abby tried to walk around him, but he moved to block her. Phoebe, walking next to Abby, stepped in between them. The man shoved her out of the way. You can't be serious! People turned and stared. Phoebe snapped back into place and held her ground. Go, Abby! Go! George and Jeremy suddenly moved in, right in front of the man, who was forced to back up. He raised a fist to strike. Scudder frantically jumped in to grab his arm. The man turned on Scudder and pushed him back hard. Get your hands off me! In no time, a ring of people surrounded the scene. Scudder staggered but regained his balance. Mitch, stop! You don't know what you're doing! Mitch looked hard at skinny Jeremy and George, as if tempted to demolish them with a blow or two. The crowd wavered, unsure of what to do. 
Then everyone stepped back as if by some telepathy, and Chief Santiago walked slowly into the circle. I hope no one is disturbing the peace around here. Gentlemen? Chief Santiago was looking closely at the faces of the group. Huh. Well, well. Looks like I'm just in time. You thinking of mixing it up with these boys? They aren't your style, Mitch. What's this all about? <laughs> no problem here, Chief. Maybe a, a bit too much to drink. And nothing we can't handle. <laughs> Abby and Glenda were slowly backing down the driveway. Phoebe, George, and Jeremy followed them. Chief Santiago watched every movement as if reading a script. You're uh, not barring these girls, are you, Mitch? I wouldn't like that. This isn't your town. What are you doing here anyway? Were you invited? Uh, none of your business. I don't have to take this. With a sullen stare, Mitch moved off a few steps. Um, uh, he's a friend of mine. I brought him. He's just had one too many. It's my fault. I apologize. Get him home and scutter. Hear me. Be careful of your friends. Meanwhile, Abby turned quickly and ran across the street and over a corner of the field into the shadows of Oak Knoll Lane. Glenda, Phoebe, George, and Jeremy all followed, running in the darkness. Abby! Wait for us! Abby! They came together on the lane under the silver moonlight. Let's stay together. It's no good. I have to go. They'll come looking for me. We're coming too. We'll stay with you. We'll stick together. I bring trouble to everyone. I'm not good for you. I can't put Glenda and Tiny through it. Abby stared at George in the wavering light. But I'm glad you said that. I really am. I'll remember. Glenda was shaking. You're not going. Stay with us. The group began to move again, gliding forward in the broken moonlight under the high oaks. Their dark bodies swayed like shadows, faster and slower, finally stopping under the light over Glenda's door. The leaves shivered in a wind high above them. Where is she? Abby! Come back! Phoebe took Glenda's key and unlocked the door. The group walked in together. I'll go get Tiny and bring her here. Just stay inside. Everyone's going to be okay. Bright lights caught Phoebe's eyes as she started back toward the party. A police car slowly moved into view, and Phoebe walked out to meet it. Chief Santiago leaned out the window. You folks okay? I guess so. To tell you the truth, 
I'm not so sure. Abby, the tall girl disappeared into the woods. But I think she can take care of herself. So it's like that. Well, it won't help to look for her. We won't find her till she wants to be found. Phoebe drew near the car and had a good view of the serious expression in the chief's eyes. He nodded to her. As you can see, there's more to this than meets the eye. We could use some help around here. I hope you're up to it. Let me know anytime you need me. Phoebe's eyes widened in surprise. She couldn't think of anything to say and just nodded. The chief slowly took a U-turn and disappeared down the road. I'm supposed to help? Me? I have no idea what to do. The leaves whispered in the wind as she walked back toward the crowd at 12 Main Street. All 
Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, www.protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.